Authors, welcome to another podcast. My name is Daria White, and today's episode is called What the Hook? For those of you who don't know what a hook is, the hook is the first line of your manuscript, and I will be referencing K.M. Whaling's book, Her Writer's Guide, Structuring Your Novel. For those of you that want to look that up, you can find it on Amazon. But I did go ahead and invest in this particular writer's guide because I have struggled with hooks before. And I know that there are rules to this. Some say don't start with the cliche, like a dream sequence, your character waking up in the morning, looking in the mirror, getting ready for the day. You really want something else that's going to throw your reader into the story. So they call it a hook because, hint, hint, you want to hook your reader. So I will be referencing her guide in this book that she has structuring your novel and the first chapter is what the hook well I'm calling this episode what the hook but her chapter is called the hook I just like how that sounds but readers are like fish smart fish fish you know authors are out to get them reel them in and capture them for the rest of their seagoing lives so the beginning of every story should present character setting and conflict but in themselves none of these represent a hook We've created a hook only when we've convinced readers to ask the general question, what's going to happen? Because we've also convinced them to ask a more specific question, what scary reptilian monster killed the worker? That's the example from Jurassic Park. Or how does a city hunt? That's an example from Mortal Engines by Philip Reeve. So when she compares readers to fish, you're basically going fishing. You know, you really want to hook your reader at that first line whether it's a question and she is going to give some examples here on what to do because she says this the important thing to remember about presenting this opening question is that it cannot be vague readers have to understand enough about the situation to mentally form a specific question what the heck is going on here that's why i'm calling this what the hook i mean you really want to engage from that first line this is really your third Well, yeah, this is really your third impression. Your first impression for your readers is your book cover. The second impression is your blurb. So if you've already won them with the cover and the blurb, you don't want the hook or the first line of your book to dwindle and then they move on to something else. So while it's not necessary for the question to remain unanswered all the way to the end of the story, it's perfectly all right to answer the question in the very next paragraph. So as long as you introduce another question and add another and another to give readers reason to keep turning those pages in search of answers. So some things that she highlights here, they don't open before the beginning in terms of what makes a good beginning and the traits that follow a good beginning. So she gives you an example of author William J. Tapley. Starting before the beginning means loading up your readers with background information they have no reason to care about. So don't dump your backstory into your reader's lap right away. No matter how vital it is to the plot, how, how many of us want to hear someone's life story the moment after we meet them? That would be an interesting conversation. Like, hi, how are you? How many of us, Daria? Why do I go through so much right now? I have this going on. I lost my job. You know, I need to get... We don't want to hear that in the first conversation. So don't do that. Um, usually 
You open up with the character, preferably your protagonist. Even the most plot-driven tales inevitably boil down to characters. The personalities that inhabit your stories are what will connect with readers. If you fail to connect with the characters right off the bat, if your readers do, you can cram all of that action you want into the opening, but the intensity and the drama will still fall flat. Some of, uh, Another good trait is opening up with conflict. No conflict, no story. That is really the logistics of writing. You want a goal for your character what's the motivation of that goal and then the conflict what's getting in the way of them achieving that goal so for example let just give a mock example uh i think the last couple of times i've made a reference i think i did a mock trial with a character named ava so let's say that ava has sworn off dating she got hurt in her last relationship and she does not want to get involved with another guy she wants to take some time for herself so her goal is to stay single work on her her motivation behind that she's been hurt before she's been betrayed she doesn't want to get hurt again but the conflict of that is she meets another guy that she starts to like so no conflict no story if she's not getting prospect if she's not getting asked out by different guys in town or if she's dealing with stu- whatever is pushing them against their goal and it's kind of knocking them off of that goal that's your conflict there I hope that makes sense y'all bear with me I wasn't feeling too good this morning but I'm trying so no conflict no story open up with movement openings need more than action they need motion motion gives readers a sense of progression and when necessary urgency whenever possible open with a scene that allows your characters to keep moving even if they're just checking the fridge Another good trait for a good hook is it establishes the setting. Modern writers or authors are often shy of opening with description, but a quick, incisive intro of the setting serves not only to the ground readers in the physicality of the story, but also hooks their interest and set the stage. So I know a lot of us are a little bit hesitant when it comes to descriptions because, again, there's that um, tendency to info dump. But even if you just give a little bit, just a little bit, not a lot, use it sparingly i think that's the key with almost everything you want to use the majority of things sparingly so use the description sparingly use figurative language sparingly don't use it up all at once in one particular area another good trait is establishing a shot anchoring readers can also can often be done best by taking a cue from the movies and opening with an establishing shot if done skillfully you can present the setting and the characters positions within as little as a sentence or two so i'll look more into that one i haven't really done that before you guys may be more familiar with it Another good characteristic of a hook is it sets the tone. Because your opening chapter sets the tone for your entire story, you need to give readers accurate presumptions about the type of tale they're going to be reading. Your beginning needs to set the stage for the development, which will be your ending. It needs to set the stage for the story so you can get to your ending and wrap everything up. Without it, of course, without giving it away. So, five elements of a riveting first line five elements of a riveting first line one an inherent question to begin with they all end with an invisible question mark what is the other side why is the other side of the bed cold why are these characters sleeping outside in bad weather how can silence be divided into three separate parts whom do they hang out with in the old days and why don't they hang out with them anymore so in error questions two character most of these opening lines give us the character and the rest introduce their characters in the, sen- in the sentences that follow. The first line in this opportunity, readers have to meet and become interested in your main character. 
third setting. Most of the lines also offer a sense of setting. In particular, McCarthy, Duermeer, and Rothfuss use their settings to impart a deep sense of foreboding. And I think with Duermeer, I'm, refer- I'm going to reference the opening line of Rebecca. Now, I haven't fully re- I haven't read the book Rebecca, but I've seen the classic film with Joe Fontaine and Laurence Olivier, and I do believe that they reference the opening line of the book, where she says, "The last time I saw Mandalay." So with that first line there, you're thinking, okay, what's Mandalay? So it does kind of strike some questions as a reader in your mind. For a sweeping decoration, only one of our example books, Dumars, uh, which I'm, I think she's referencing Rebecca here, I'll see, opens with a declaration. Some authors feel this is another technique that's fallen by the wayside, along with omniscient narrators of Melville and Tolstoy. But the decoration is still alive and well, no matter what point of view you're operating from. This trick is using the decoration to make readers ask all the important inherent questions. The sky is blue, or a stitch in time saves nine, or any of the yawn-infested declarations that lead nowhere. But if you dig a little deeper... Something along the lines of William Gibson's, the sky above was the color of television tuned to a dead channel. You not only find a bit of poetry, but also a sense of tone and the question of why that makes readers want to keep going. So I think with your hook, try your best to make your readers ask why. Why is this going on? What is happening here? You know, is there a reason behind this? So you want to get them to ask questions. And then the fifth one is tone. Finally, in every one of our examples, readers can find the introduction of tone. Your first, the, your first line is "Hello, don't waste it." So that's so, so your hook. She's saying here is your first hello to your reader. So don't waste it. Set the tone of your story right from the start. Is your book funny? Is it snarky? Is it wistful, sad, or poetic? Make sure we find the core element in your opening line. Don't hang, don't hand them a joke at the beginning of your story if it's a lyrical tragedy. So keep up with the mood of your story. If you're writing a romantic comedy, or if you're writing a little bit darker with horror, or if you're writing something more with science fiction, fantasy, let your opening line match the tone of your story because you don't want to throw readers off and be like wait a minute I thought this was romantic comedy but someone dies at the end of this I mean you don't want to do that so keep up with the tone and then she gives some examples from film and literature I'll list a couple here the uh she gives she lists one with uh, Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice Austen begins by masterfully hooking us with her first opening line. It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in a possession of good fortune must be in want of a wife. So that right there says the subtle irony gives us a sense of conflict from the very first and lets us know that neither the wife in search of fortune nor the man in search of a wife will find their goals so easily. Austin deepens that pull of her hook in her opening paragraph by further highlighting the juxtaposition of her opening statement with the realities of her plot. So that right there does intrigue and I and I think it's been a while since I've read Pride and Prejudice. I <laughs> can read that again. So that's a good first line. And I love It's a Wonderful Life. She's giving also references to movies. Capra opens with a framing device that hooks viewers with a sneak peek of the climax. The movie opens with the height of the main character's troubles and has us wondering why George Bailey is is in such a fix that the whole town is praying for him. I love It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, seriously, I that that's the, one of the best movies ever, Frank Capra. But yeah, he opens up at the climax. You open up to, and you hear the people praying, and, and then you see 
uh, the conversation between God and Joseph, and then and then Clarence comes in and they're talking about George Bailey. So they're like, okay, what's going on with George Bailey? Why is everybody praying for him? We don't know. And she lists a few others here, just as examples to just kind of get your wheels turning in a bit. But the key is you want to evoke questions. You want to get your readers asking, why is this happening? Why is this character acting this way? What is going on? So it's not quite your inciting incident, that which is the main dramatic event that propels your story into the plot, but you still want to have a good, solid hook line that grabs your readers' attention, gets them asking questions. So again, you can open up with the character, you can open up with the setting, and whichever one you choose, again, just make sure that it fits the mood of your story. Make sure that it fits the tone overall of your story. So you can ask a question. Um, with I'll give you an example. I've had to work on this one. Uh, this is from my upcoming release. Um, this is the one. This is the first line from the uh, manuscript that I queried, and I open up with, "I don't know how to tell you this." So the que- so the conversation is between my leading lady and her current boyfriend, and that's the line that he says, I don't know how to tell you this. So from there, you're thinking, okay, what's he trying to tell her? <laughs> so something like that. So I hope all this was helpful. Again, practice, practice, practice. I was not good at hooks. I don't even know if I'm even good at hooks right now, but the key is practice. So practice your hooks, practice these examples. You can, again, look for Kay and Wayland's book, Structuring Your Novel Online, if you need a, a guide to help you, or if you find other examples on the internet you can do that but all this just takes practice and the more you practice the better you'll get at it so i hope you guys have enjoyed this episode forgive me if i seem a little off (laughs) again not feeling too good but i wanted to get an episode out today and remember if you wrote a book it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you and if you're submitting for pit mad best wishes and prayers to you all hope you get all that you're looking for so god bless and i'll talk to you guys later bye Mm -hmm.